our moment of focus tonight, I want to use that it's time to rebuild. Amen. It is time to rebuild. That's fine. Thank you, Miss Josephine Brandon. Hey, listen, it, it's all right. We're just going to go to day number three. That's why, you know, I'm glad you guys are responding back to me because we can switch it up. We can make it uh, and, and revamp it and make it uh, possible for some of these things that can actually take place. So don't even worry about it, Ms. Brandon. We're going to go to day number three. But I do thank you for your feedback. I love you guys so very much. It's time to rebuild is what we are uh, discussing tonight. It's time to rebuild. Um, as we look throughout the Bible, amen, as we look throughout the Bible, um, the people of God, uh, the people of God was always being uh, reconstructed. Um, the nation of Israel was being reconstructed all the ways through the Bible, if not in a physical way, in a spiritual way. Um, throughout our neighborhoods, there are buildings and, and, and things in our neighborhoods that there are people rebuilding. There's a house next door to us. Somebody is rebuilding. And here's what I found out about when you're rebuilding. When you're rebuilding, that means something is there. Amen. That means something is there. Um, whether it's a foundation, whether it's a frame of a house, but something is there. So when it's time to rebuild, amen, you have to consider, amen, and you have to prioritize the nature and the integrity and the character of the one who's doing the rebuilding, Come on, talk back to me. And if you really look at this story, um, this story really is talking about the character and the priority and the integrity of the people of God. Because now if you go ahead and start looking in verses one all the way through, you will see that there was a part in there when, when God said that you building your own houses, your houses look good and all of your stuff is fine while my house is laying in ruins. It's in there. I want you to read it. Um, so what God is saying, he, he's saying, now I know uh, you, you got your stuff together, amen, and you're building on your house. You got your mansion together. You got your priorities. You got your properties together. You got all of your real estate in line. He said, but why you're building on your homes, why your homes are looking wonderful, why your grass is green and, and while your shrubs are pruned, while your trees are growing, when I look at my house, my house is laying in ruins. And I want you to understand me. Yes, in a contextual uh, context of the story, God was talking to them about 
a physical and a natural temple. Hear me now. A physical and a natural temple. He, he, he brought them out of captivity and, and now it is time for them to rebuild. And here's what I found out about rebuilding. When you are in the process of rebuilding, when God have you in the process of rebuilding, you have to know sometimes there are some obstacles, that there are some stumbling blocks, that there are some things. There's some people opposing you. There's there's opposition from the enemy that's going to try to do all he or she can to stop you from building the temple. And I want you to understand this, that not only are there, not only is there a physical temple that needs to be rebuilt, uh, many of us have a spiritual temple that needs to be rebuilt. Come on, talk back to me. There is a mental temple that needs to be rebuilt. There's a financial temple that needs to be rebuilt. There's a relational temple that needs to be rebuilt. Not only is a physical temple being rebuilt, but you have to look at it in the other way. Let's change the perspective on this temple. When you are building the temple of God, since we don't have uh, individual temples to actually put brick and mortar together, God is looking for us to rebuild the temple, which is our bodies and our spirit and our mind. And so how do we do that? I want you to understand what God said. He said, yeah, the outside, your homes look good. Let's look at it this way. You dress real fine. You've got on really good cologne, perfume. Your hair is draping. Your shave and mustache is cut right. You got on the right suit. You got on the right skirt. You got on the right dress. You got your Chanel here, your Gucci there. You got Prada, red bottom. All of that stuff look good. You're dressed up real good, but my temple is still laying in ruins. Just because you got the red bottoms on, don't mean that the spirit, come on, talk back to me, don't mean that your mind, huh? just because you're dressed real nice, don't mean that you got everything together on the inside. Here's what we have to do. It really don't make no sense to rebuild the house outside when the inside is still torn down. It is time to rebuild. Please share if you believe that this message will be a blessing to you. It is time to rebuild. So God says, hey wife, God says this. Watch, he said, now the real problem is not that God's people lived in panel houses, watch this, but they lived in such personal comfort <laughs> and luxury while the temple of God laid in ruins. You ain't saying nothing back to me. The problem was simply wrongly ordered priorities. Listen to this. I love this part. They were content to let the cause of the Lord suffer at the expense of their comfort. I need you to go back up to a few verses. I want you to read this. Instead, they should have felt no rest until the work of God was prosperous and their personal lives and been uh, and been as willing to sacrifice for work of God as they were for their personal comfort and luxury. Amen. And so in other words, we have a lot of people that are just 
having church. You ain't saying nothing back to me. A lot of people having church, but not being in the church. Watch this. And really not taking the time out to rebuild. Man. And I know sometimes we get to certain ages in life. And we think that we already know enough to carry us on. No, no. You still need to get you still need to get more. You still need to learn more. You still need to develop more. You still need to grow more. Whenever we get to the fact, or whenever we get to the point in our lives that we done we got enough, <laughs> then that's when God is done using us. See, we got so many people that's just all right with walking past people where their churches reside, seeing folks hungry, seeing people walking around with nasty, dirty clothes and seeing people cold and have nowhere to sleep, but yet still they walk past them Every Sunday, drive past them every Sunday and go into a place, do some shouting, sweat out some stuff. Come on, put money in the church. But then when church is over, they walk past them same people. Never once stop. Don't give them food. Don't give them clothes. You ain't saying nothing back to me. Don't take the money that they raise to help somebody. Because all they want to do is grow what's inside and not be so concerned with the outside. See, here's what we have to listen to. Watch this. In rebuilding the temple, in rebuilding the temple, it sets the priorities, Lord have mercy, of the builder on God. See, when we're so excited about um, building funds. <laughs> We're so excited about the roofing project. You ain't saying them back to me. We're so excited about repaving the parking lot and, 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 and putting in new pews and chairs and all that kind of stuff. And listen, don't think I don't know that stuff is important. That stuff is important, but that should never be as important as the work that God gave us to do. Can I go ahead and remind you once again what Jesus told us? He said, if you put the kingdom first, seek the kingdom and God's righteousness, everything else will be added. Even Abraham told Isaac at the point of sacrificing his only begotten, his only son, he said, God will provide for himself. You ain't saying nothing back to me. When we put God first, he handles everything else. See, many, many, can I read this? Watch this. Many Christians are like those ancient Hebrews. Somehow convincing themselves that economy in constructing church buildings is all important while at the same time 
sparing no expense in acquiring their personal luxuries. Can I say this to you? I ain't got no problem with building another United Center. Listen to me. I ain't got no problem with building another 50,000 seat arena. I ain't got no problem with that. But if we're just building to, to erect buildings and we're not building to erect people, we got it backwards. Come on. If we're not building buildings <laughs> to erect people, we got it backwards. Now, there are some people, there are some places that got it right. They, they built, not only did they build a temple, but they also built a place of education. Come on, talk back to me. A place where people can come and learn and, 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 and learn how to find a job. They can put resumes together. They can go to get GED uh, classes and, and get their high school diploma and do all those things. When, when we build buildings to build people, then we get it right. We shouldn't just want a big building just to say, oh, doc. You know, I hold 20,000 in mind, amen, and so and be able to, to invite over uh, the highest paying preacher, pastor in the nation. No, no, no. We should build buildings so people can be rebuilt. So in the rebuilding process, we're not just excited about a building, but we are excited about rebuilding people. Because it really don't make a difference how much money you got. Look at the story. He said it in there. He said, you done so much, but you bring in little. You eat, but you ain't getting enough. Come on, talk back to me. You drink, but you never feel. You got clothes, but you ain't never warm. You ain't saying nothing back to me. You, he said, uh, you earn wages, but your wages is put into a bag with holes. So in other words, you, you doing all that, but you ain't never got enough. You got one building, but it ain't enough. You need five more. And after them five more, you still ain't got what you need. So you keep on struggling. You keep on striving. You keep on trying to get more and more and more. And at the same time, you get more, you losing more. See? And so the people of Israel were being judged. And they didn't even know it. And then, so they probably wrote it all off as a bad luck or a tough econ economy. Amen. Uh, we're going down. We're going through a depression stage. But God was trying to tell them something. Y'all remember that song? God is trying to tell you something. Listen, sometimes our priorities are out of order and we seem to suffer no financial hardship. In such times, we should never presume on the mercy of God. We should turn to him and reorder our priorities before he needs to use crises to get through to us. Y'all ain't saying nothing back to me. And see, sometimes God will do that. Since you won't stop smoking, <laughs> you ain't got to say nothing back to me. That's cool. Since you won't stop smoking, he going to... Cause some issues with your lungs. Come on here, talk back to me. 
Since you won't stop going out, he's going to cause something to happen. Something's going to happen while you're going. You ain't saying nothing back to me. And listen, the problem is that when these things happen, many of us don't learn from it. We're like, oh, this is just a bad, bad this and bad choice. And that. No, 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 no. You got to understand when God is trying to tell you something, he use what he uses, whatever is a family member outside the family, too close to the family, whatever is going on in the world, you got to know that there are signs that God is saying. I need you to listen and pay attention. It is time to get back on the wall. It's time to rebuild. If our priorities are wrong, watch this. Listen to this from the Enduring World Commentary. I love this. He said, if our priorities are wrong, nothing will satisfy us. <laughs> Nothing will satisfy you if nothing, if, if your priorities are confused and, and mixed up, nothing you do will bring you satisfaction. Why? Because now you're going to have to keep going back and back and back to it again, back to it again. Why? Because you can't find no satisfaction. Each accomplishment soon reveals that there must be something more. Something that can really satisfy me. Nothing fills the God-shaped void in our lives except putting him first. Priorities is what it's all about. And rebuilding, and when you think about rebuilding, you have to think on that perspective. Why is it time to rebuild? Because it's time to rebuild because God is doing something in the land. And he's going to use you and he's going to use me. He's going to use our children, our grandchildren. They had to rebuild a temple. And I need you to hear me now. I mentioned earlier that when you start rebuilding, right? When you start rebuilding, there's going to be oppositions. And sometimes when they were building, rebuilding, when they had all these people opposing them, enemies and stuff, neighbors and stuff, you got to know that there are going to be some people directly connected to you that's going to discourage you like a little bit, just a little bit. It's going to discourage you and they're going to try to get you to stop doing what you're doing. But here's what I loved about what the prophet Haggai did. The prophet Haggai gave them a message and it excited them. Watch this. And they went back and they began to do what the message was. Now, I got to say this to you because I used to do this. Sometimes I go to church or, 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 or cry rehearsal when I was in Mount Hebrew and listen to it. I would go, I would go. And, and when I come home, my mother would ask me, what did you guys rehearse? I said, my, I forgot all about it. And sometimes, watch this now, sometimes many of us hear the word. <laughs> but right after church, Right after the doors locked, the gates are pulled and the chains are on it. We forget all about what the man of God said or the woman of God said. We forget the word. So then we don't become doers of the word. We just become hearers. So how do you know you are a doer of the word? Because you do what the word say. Now I know somebody say, well, Rev, you know, I, I try. I got you. I understand. But don't stop trying. 99 and a half just won't do. 
So God needs you to reprioritize your building. So because it's time to rebuild, God says, I need you to do it my way. In the lesson, he told them to go up to the mountains, right? Right here and bring wood. So can I say something to you? When you are rebuilding, don't do it your way. Do it God's way. Because you do it God's way. The lesson, if you read the lesson now, if you read it, the lesson said is God gets the glory out of it. But see, our priority is say, well, you know what, Lord, let me, let me just get this. No, 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 no. God says, he told them, I need you to go up to the mountains and bring wood. So if you're going to rebuild, I need you to rebuild the way God say rebuild. And sometimes God calls needs work. Work that is supported by prayer. Watch this. Not work that is neglected because of pretend spiritual service. Can I say it again? Not work that is neglected because of pretended spiritual service. Can I say something to you? Listen to me. It don't make sense to go into a sanctuary, shout it out, and then come out and don't do nothing. You ain't saying nothing back to me. You got money in the bank. <laughs> you go in the bank, but you come out with nothing. What's the purpose of going into the bank if you don't come out with nothing? You ain't saying nothing back to me. If we're going to go into a sanctuary, if we're going to go into a, an arena, if we're going to go into a hall, if we're going to go somewhere and assemble together and hear the word of God, then it is our responsibility to take that word and do something with it. It just can't be shout, shout, dance, dance, pay, pay. It ought to be shout, shout, dance, dance, then go and do. You ain't saying them back to me. The work don't stop after the music go off. Come on, talk back to your boy. After you get your little dance in, the work don't stop. The work starts. You only assemble together to get the order of the day. The order. God says, when you do it his way, he takes pleasure in it. Why? Because we are being obedient. Watch this. Notice what he said now. He said, go to the mountain, watch this, and get wood. So when we begin to rebuild, and when we begin to rebuild God's way, guess who supplies the resources? <laughs> Not only does he supply the resources, but he also can tell you where the resources are. Look at the story. He said, the, the wood is up in the mountain. Go and get it. Y'all ain't saying I'm back to your boy. See, when, when we're rebuilding... We have to rebuild according to the word of God. And when we're rebuilding according to his word, when we put him first, he is required to give us the resources and not only give it to us, direct it to us and tell us where to get it at. He told them what to get. 
He said, I need wood. Then he said, this is where it is. And so when we begin to prioritize our rebuilding the way God wants us to, God supplies. Abraham was right about it. God supplies. <laughs> Come on. But if we do it our way, watch this. There's, there's, there's a, a scripture in there. They try to do it that way. God said this. He said, for I called for a drought on the land. The people of God depressed and discouraged because of the drought. Watch this. They thought it was all an attack of Satan. Can I say something to you? Sometimes the Lord will do some stuff to you. And don't you give credit to the, to the devil. Take it from your boy Job. Job understood the whole thing. He said, I, the Lord give and the Lord taketh away. It ain't always the devil. Sometimes God would allow some things to happen. So they thought it was an attack of the enemy. And they prayed fervently against what they said was Satan's plot. Yet wasn't Satan's doing at all. But it was the Lord who called for a drought on the land. The problem wasn't Satan, but their priorities. <laughs> the problem ain't the enemy. It's your priorities. See, you're trying to do things without the guidance of the Holy Spirit. You're trying to go places without God asking you to go. You're trying to rebuild something God did not give you the permission to rebuild. And when you rebuild without the word of God and when you do things without allowing God to lead and guide you. Here's what I love about this story. When Haggai gave the message, watch this. When Haggai gave the message, no one had anything to say about it. All of them got excited and they began to rebuild. What happened? If you go over and turn over 14, 15, it starts talking about how the spirit starts stirring up in the people. Why? Because they all begin to have a one mind a one spirit, they all begin to come together in unity. And when they begin to come together, the Bible said that the spirit was able to stir them up. And not just so they can dance around, but they got stirred up to the point where they begin to work. You ain't saying nothing back to me. Haggai listened to God. <laughs> Obedience, watch this, began with the leadership. But this wasn't a sermon just for people. Also, it was for Haggai. Because he had to listen to the voice of the Lord as well. The voice of the Lord, their God. And the words of Haggai, the prophet, the voice of God was expressed through the words of Haggai. This is the principle of the inspiration of the scriptures in action. Can I say it again? This is a direct example of scripture put into action. Go ye therefore. You ain't saying them back to your boy. In all the land. Now somebody might say, Reverend, I can't go all the way out there. Go in front of your house. <laughs> Come on, talk back to me. 
is scripture in action. Go. He didn't say come. He said go. For the word of God does not distinguish from the words of the prophet as though the prophet had added anything to his own. And pointed out both Haggai is distinguishing between the author of the truth and the messenger of the truth. Come on now. Some people don't like the truth. And sometimes the truth is tied to the messenger. Watch this. And so the what happens is that they turn on the messenger because of the truth. <laughs> but can I tell y'all something? Just because they crucified Jesus did not get rid of the truth. He is the truth, the way, and the light. Just because you get rid of something, don't get rid of the truth. Just because the light bulb is blown don't mean that the truth, that darkness is not there. It's still dark until you turn on the light. You can't never get rid of the truth. Because the truth is always true. A lot of people fear the presence of the Lord. Read the story, y'all. Their fear of God prompted obedience. This was more than basic respect. Watch this. It was recognition that God is a judge who deals with us righteously. I know y'all saying, but we got grace and we got mercy. Yes, we do. Yes, we have grace. Yes, we have mercy. But y'all keep on reading your Bibles. They said, do we sin so that more grace can abound? No. <laughs> we just can't take advantage of the mercy of God. You have to work because of the grace and mercy of God. God ain't looking for folks to just sit around and say, oh boy, it sure look rough around there. He needs somebody to be some change agents in the community. He needs somebody to be some change agents in their neighborhood. He needs folks to be a magnet for Jesus. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, he said nothing about you. He said nothing about me. See, what we do sometimes, we lift people and we forget all about Jesus. We forget all about God. We forget all about the Holy Spirit. And so because we don't lift Jesus and we don't lift God and we don't lift the Holy Spirit, and because we don't do that, then the expecting of what we thought should happen don't happen, then you want to get upset. So it's time to rebuild. But the way we rebuild is through the word of God. It is not based on an individual person. It is not based on how you feel. If you cannot rebuild on the word of God, because you got to know the word says that it's good for what? Instruction? Come on, talk back to me. Rebuke it? <laughs> Come on. And if you can't stand a little rebuking, and if you can't stand a little constructing from the word of God, then what's left to do? All right. 